The Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You ready? Here we go. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In this episode of Tech It Up Talk, I will be having a very steaming conversation with Miss Denise Newsom. She is an educational innovator and entrepreneur and has nine years of teaching experience in high school, science, and mathematics. And what I love about her most is that we have this chem connection. That's right, chemistry. And she currently teaches chemistry and physics in a school in the Florida area. She is also the founder of Focus Education Solutions Incorporated, which is a STEM tutoring and consulting company. And it is her mission to create an educational system that provides all students equal access to STEM education, which teaches students the foundational skills required for success in STEM, post-secondary education, and beyond. So I would like to give a warm welcome to my special guest, Miss Denise Newsom. Thank you so much, Dr. Mack. Oh, I am excited to have you here today. It is a pleasure. You know that Clubhouse Connection is, you know, I feel like I found my tribe when I met you on Clubhouse. <laughs> Me too. I love it. And I see any educator out there that wants to get on Clubhouse, they need to come and join us and find us because they will find their tribe and they will find the encouragement to keep fighting to change our system that we know and to make the changes that we know that need to be made. Okay, so in one word, how would you describe your work in education this last year? Let's say crazy. I think if I could use one word, let's call it crazy. It has been quite the year, but so many great things have happened in this year, and we're going to get to some of that later on in the show. But the goal for this episode is to discuss the relevance of STEM and STEAM in education. So your knowledge, solutions, and services can definitely help support and inform other educators to enhance their knowledge, their awareness, and instructional practices. So we hear the word STEM often, but maybe everyone doesn't know what STEM is or know how to incorporate STEM or even its purpose. So can you explain to us what is STEM and what is the importance to education and our society? Yes, thank you so much for asking that question because believe it or not, there are people out there that do not know what STEM stands for. And so it's an acronym that we use and it stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. And it's important, I think, that we do clarify that because when there's people that are in other places that are not in education and we try to bring them into our conversations, when they ask the question about what does that mean, I think it's important for, the, for us to kind of back up and tell them what it means and kind of what our mission is behind that. So. Right, yeah. And now there's this new coined acronym out. So people may be confused on what STEAM is. So can you explain what is STEAM and how is it different from STEM? Yeah, so um, there's, you know, this evolution. As, as we know over time, you know, um, STEM has evolved to STEAM. And we're trying to integrate the art part. So instead of just saying, you know, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, we've inserted art into the equation. And what I like about that is that I think, in, in my opinion, it's trying to give more equitable access to other people. Because we may think if 
the student is not good at math to begin with, well then, can they really go into a STEM career? But there's so many other access ways. And if we can give them that art access, whether it is through music, whether it's through performance, whether it's through the traditional, you know, fine art, I think we have to get them into it. And by you know, using art as that pathway into STEM, I think that's a great opportunity. Oh, I agree because I'm just sitting here thinking about my son who loves to draw. And when I first think about his interests, I don't really think of him as someone who's interested in STEM. However, art does bridge the gap as he is now into cartooning and he's getting into digital graphics. And this can be definitely a great way for other students to showcase their knowledge in science, engineering, and math as well. So what do you feel is misunderstood about STEM and or STEAM? So I think it's very misunderstood that if someone just, you know, adds an art project into maybe, you know, a, a mathematics class, that that's incorporating like STEAM. And if they're not really diving into maybe like the angle aspect, if they're doing a geometry project, if they're not really, you know, a, applying to the mathematics component to that, then in my opinion, it's not really STEAM. And I think here in the U.S., and it does kind of, you know, concern me when we say, oh, we're having a STEAM camp, you know, at some school or university um, for, you know, upcoming, you know, K-12 students, that is it just that they're adding an art project or are they really looking at those applications of the, the science, engineering, technology, and mathematics? And I think here in the U.S., we still have a, a long ways to go, I think, to have true inspiration with STEAM. But as I've learned from Clubhouse, our Australian educators, they have this fully integrated and wow. even I was yeah I was in a room with some of them to begin with and I was definitely not part of that team kind of um, advocacy group but once they explained to me you know how they do it in their country I said oh okay so now I'm a lot more open even to trying to you know incorporate this here in the U.S. and to help people really understand like how to integrate team into their curriculum. Wow that's amazing I mean that's awesome I need to look into research on that you know, Clubhouse is so amazing, and, you know, we really should just have an episode just on that. <laughs> but, okay, so what are some challenges, and you pretty much hinted to this, but what challenges do you feel schools face with the implementation of STEM and or STEAM into schools? I think um, the, one of the biggest things I want to there, there are several. We can talk about, like, time and the curriculum, we can also talk about having the right educators in that space to actually, you know, teach the STEM and, you know, those art educators and, you know, band directors that are willing to kind of take that extra time, you know, to see how maybe physics is applied to the sound that they're putting out from their musical instruments and trying to get students that may not normally think about, um, I can do STEM, like I love music, but how does that really relate to what I'm doing? And if they're willing to take that extra time to kind of have that interdisciplinary work, I think we can reach a lot more students. And the other part, too, is when we take something like dance. Like I've actually done this, I can't, several years ago, called the Physics of Dance. And it was an opportunity to bring in some physics measurements to a lot of emotions that dancers have to do and talking about, like, the center of gravity and how, you know, students, if they're, you know, not maintaining that, that center in dance, then, you know, it just throws everything off. And I think if we can look for more ways like that, put that into our curriculums, then just think of the, the impact that we can have for, you know, a student that may realize, well, I can't really be a professional dancer, but I love this aspect. 
and I can excel at that. So um, we have to really look at um, giving teachers more time in their curriculum, and I think maybe trying to get away from some of these standardized tests that are required to give. Yes. One of those keys, <laughs> one of those keys, uh -huh, I had to put that in there. Um, if we can get away from a lot of these standardized tests that are required to give, especially at, at the high school level, I think we could just see the numbers of students increase that want to go into STEM, into the traditional, like, you know, STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics field. Right. And so for schools, may not necessarily have a STEAM focused program, what are some things teachers can do to incorporate STEM or STEAM into their instruction? I think one of the things too would be for them to try to tap into the community around them. If they maybe have an engineering firm where, you know, if they're near maybe a local military base or any other sort of private industry, even like the local power company, if they're willing to come out and maybe give them some hands-on learning activities or, you know, um, having them maybe talk to the students, see how the math or the technology that they're trying to learn in the classroom applies to those career fields, I think that would be an excellent way to start. Because a lot of times when you're that lone educator trying to do it on your own, you may or may not have support of your administration or you may not have the support of, you know, the teachers around you. I think looking to the community beyond, most of people, I mean, I've never gotten any, you know, pushback whenever I've reached out to the community around me. So I think doing that route would be my best advice for them. You know, you said something I think is really key and I'm certainly passionate about, and that's supporting administration. So what advice would you give administrators or school leadership staff that may not understand the intricacies of STEM or STEAM uh, and versus their heavier focus on assessment and accountability? I love that question. And I'm actually at a school where fortunately my administrators are really supportive of what I'm doing. And they give me a lot of freedom. And that's really one of the key aspects is that you have to be willing, if you have this teacher that's willing to go out there and, and try to push to get you know, students ready for STEM careers, that they have to let them maybe break away from the pacing guides that the district, that the district may be requiring them to follow because they want to try this other project. And give them the freedom to see, well, you know, maybe if they have this hands-on learning opportunity, that maybe that will actually help them with this standardized test. So be willing to let them have that freedom maybe be off quote-unquote pace. I mean, I hate to have to use the whole pacing guide. I know in my district, they really try to push pacing guides, but I've been able to do a lot more with my students. Um, and it helps too, like that I'm, I'm kind of the, the lone chemistry teacher and physics teacher and now calculus teacher at my school. So I do have wow. a lot more freedom. Yeah, I do have a lot more freedom than I would say the, the average teacher. But if there's an administrator out there that's willing to just, you know, find that teacher that, I mean, I know there has to be that, that trust relationship, but just trust them and let them follow their instincts. And I would be willing to bet that the outcomes would be a lot greater. So that would be my biggest advice. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Because, you know, I was listening to a podcast and I forgot which podcast it was, but they were having a conversation about education and made reference to that most people don't really remember how they performed on tests or its impact really. But we do tend to remember those learning moments in school with real world applications and projects um, and we can make those connections when we exit out of school sometimes and like oh yeah I had that aha moment I remember doing that um, in school and sometimes our learning experiences actually shapes our interests and what we choose to do in life and so I love it so let's talk about your company focus education solutions so what solutions do you provide and how can you help us educators out here so I provide private tutoring um, as, you know, as we kind of transitioned in, during the pandemic. I do a lot of online tutoring now, which has been a great opportunity for me. 
So, you know, I can do that worldwide or even, you know, anywhere in the U.S. I've had several students actually from other uh, areas in Florida that I've tutored. Um, and I also do like STEM consulting. If you're wondering how to get, you know, a STEM camp started, um, I can help with that. And my most recent kind of push um, that I realized that I'm really passionate about is just helping us kind of change our public school system from the inside out. So if someone's going to reach out and kind of asking their ideas, that's also another thing that I'm interested in doing as well. So they can feel free to reach out to me and I'm hoping that I can provide value to what they're trying to do. And also if they need students that need private tutoring and math or chemistry or physics, um, I can do that as well. Oh yes, that's awesome. And you guys definitely want to reach out to these. And speaking about awesome, let's talk about this amazing event that just happened that I had the pleasure of being a part of and it was the STEAM Camp on Clubhouse. And so how did this idea come up and where did you guys get started? So it was, it actually really, I have to give credit to the original Clubhouse Educators Conference. And so they're called Educate, which is the education conference in Clubhouse. And so they had the first conference back in April. I think it was the last weekend in April. And I just happened to come into your room one night when they were talking about it. And I met, you know, the, the founders of, uh, of that club. And I offered to give a session on the STEM camp that I did last summer whenever the, the pandemic happened. We had to take this nuclear science and medicine camp actually online. We still wanted to offer it to students. And we had actually funding, um, which we were very blessed to be able to have that. So we could buy boxes of, of like the nuclear science stuff at the Geiger counter. We could actually send home with students. And so I wanted to kind of share that story. And as I realized, as you know, time was kind of getting closer to the conference, I realized I just don't want to be the only person in my room talking about what I did. Because there's so many other people out there that I know that had to do innovative things like that during the pandemic. And then I met this awesome young woman, Saki, um, and she has this amazing camp in Texas called the Gems Camp. And so I invited her to join us. And then I met another gentleman that has a STEM travel company. Um, and then I invited him to join us. And kind of this conversation about different STEM camps just kind of evolved. And then after the conference was over with, you know, I was still working with the Educate you know, founders and they wanted to do a STEAM conference or like a STEM conference. And then I was like, oh, well, how, you know, we kind of started to meet and I met, you know, three other key individuals and we started to kind of go through the ideating phase and we came up with this like STEAM camp, a global conversation, because we know that we've been able to connect with educators from across the globe and it has been a life-changing experience. And I truly believe that if we can get educators out of their individual silos that we work in all the time, and you know, it, the, the, the burnout rate is so high, but if we can have a space where we can come and connect with other people, then that's what I want to do. And so that was kind of the, the birth of a STEAM camp, a global conversation, and people can check that out at steamcamp.ch. Um, you know, the .ch, luckily they're starting to get you know, new kind of instead of .com, we can have .ch. And, well, that was great. I kind of related it back to Clubhouse. And I texted some of my team members today and we are going to have another one. So we're going to do a fall, spring, and we're going to try to do a fall, spring, and summer. So if people want to check it out and follow us, we'll have some updates hopefully in the next couple of weeks coming to the website. So um, definitely I would love to get more educators involved. And maybe like from around the globe. I mean, and our, our mission too, I would call it the, the three C's. We want to make conversations, connections, and then collaboration. So that's really our mission with what we're doing with our conference. I guess really much more of an unconference, but um, yes, it's really our, our mission there. Oh, I love it. I mean, it was amazing just to be able to connect. And I think sometimes the difference is 
a lot of times we try to uphold this facade in education with conferences and PD, and it's um, not always genuine. So one of the things that I found that was really great about Clubhouse was the authenticity of conversation and people sharing their stories. And, you know, it makes you feel like you're a part of something and that you're not the only one that may be dealing with some of the challenges at your one particular campus. And it's like a united front sometimes. And so I really appreciate just hearing stories and connecting. And I really love, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but I really love the art integration component into the camp. Um, But what was this experience of planning like to embody this holistic experience of STEAM? Oh, it was crazy. And and you're working with people from that are in different time zones, you know, because we're all in different places. So Jen, one of the key kind of back-end people that really managed our website and created our this whole like uh, sign-up form and Airtable that we had to learn a lot about. Like, you know, there was definitely some ups and downs. And then, you know, Dr. Mina Blavy um, from California, she helped us out a lot with the front end and the marketing. And then I have other people behind the scenes kind of help me get it together, like Isabel, which is one of my colleagues, the chemistry professor um, at a school, and she helped me a lot to kind of keep going. So it's truly been a team effort, and I do have to give credit to my team because they just kind of brought this idea that we had, um, and they kind of brought it to fruition, which is an amazing experience. And it's definitely like the whole 24, you know, we ran for 24 hours, so um, there was some point where I had to be like, I have to go to bed, <laughs> and then I missed like some rooms. <laughs> yeah, I tried to join many of the rooms back to back, but I was like, okay, I have to go do some things. But, you know, it was great just to be able to just tune in because you don't, you don't have to get dressed. No one has to see you. It's all audio and you can just listen in while you're moving about. And so, yeah, it was definitely amazing. And so I want to get to some highlights. So what were some highlights of the camp for you and what were some implications of its impact? So I loved um, actually the connection. So there is um, an organization, and we'll maybe have to link it somewhere, but it's with Tetsugami, and they actually are looking for districts to kind of partner with like the missions that like they can actually do research projects in space. So we had Tetsugami as one of our kind of keynotes um, with Ben Newsom from Australia, which is funny. We're of no relation. Oh my God, like I saw his name, Ben Newsom. I was like, wait, is that her husband or? brother helps <laughs> <laughs> I call him, I guess you could say he's my brother from another mother, as you would say. But he is from Australia, and actually when I was really met him on Club Hub, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And he is just a really passionate educator in, in the team space and in STEM, and him and Ted actually collaborate, I mean, which, which is amazing. Like, Ted's here in the U.S., Ben is in, you know, Australia, and they're literally spending experiments in space. And so if districts out there are interested, you know, we can definitely connect them. And that was kind of one of my highlights is just the connections that are made. Um, and even one of my teammates, uh, Mina, she is at, or she's at the district level um, at her school district in, um, in California. And so it takes that sort of leader to kind of initiate it, at, you know, to actually get their experiments into the classroom. And so now we've actually found another school that's going to be able to work with Ted and you know, get to, and students are going to get to send experiments to space, and that is, I mean, just to get a student excited about space that way is, I think, the best way to get them into, you know, being inquisitive about STEM and STEAM careers. Oh wow! Now that is exciting, and that's an absolutely amazing opportunity for students. Now, outside of the educational sessions at the STEAM camp, there were also entertainment moments and other highlights and one for me 
was at the closeout with the pianist. And I was just so amazed. And I think he was playing live from Japan. Yes, yes. And then we actually, yeah, I'm actually glad I brought that up. I'm still kind of, you know, trying to pull it all together. But um, <laughs> we actually had an, an, an album drop. So I met a professor on Clubhouse that has a colleague who's actually a post man. Um, which, and that wasn't his normal career. He actually, because he wanted to have freedom to do his, you know, rap music. Um, so this professor actually had an album drop, um, and, they're, and they're called Proquo, and they do clean rap, but where the professor, you know, it's called, we call him Professor Lyrical, he will actually rap about education and about math, and I just love that really brings that, like, theme, too, that brings that all together. And the fact that we were able to connect on Clubhouse, I mean, was just amazing. And it just so happened that his album was dropping the evening, or, like, the, the day of the opening of our conference, so... That was really an, an amazing experience. To be part of that was pretty cool. Oh, Professor Lyrical. I'm going to have to check him out. It's time for Get Your Tech Together. In this segment of the show, I would like for you to share some specific tools or applications or resources to support the implementation of STEM and STEAM that other educators can have in their digital toolbox. So to make this fun, let's think about at least three parts. You can do all four if you like, but three parts of the STEM acronym, share some specific tools to represent them. Um, so we have science, technology, engineering, um, art, and math. And so Denise, what are some must-have technology tools or applications that you feel other educators should have in their digital toolbox or maybe in place of their campus to support STEM or STEAM integrated instruction? So we actually, when I did my physics of dance camp several years ago, and I actually did it with a retired rocket, which is really cool. Um, we actually used Tasco Proware to take measurements. Um, we actually use an instrument called a goniometer. And normally in like physical therapy, they're normally not electronic, but we actually have like Tasco Proware where it's, it's, it's an electronic probe. And so we were able to do some measurements that way. And any teacher that really wants to incorporate some tech into their classroom, if they can, you know, go to the Tasco.com website and look at the different program that they have, and sometimes you can get a grant to get it. Um, but you can actually use this, like the one of their uh, software is actually free. You can use it from a smartphone. So all you have to do is get the the probes. And some of the probes are cheap. Some of them are kind of expensive. But you know, if you can get your school to buy into this whole team and STEM, they should be willing to make that that investment. And then the other part that I would love to talk about too is. The whole graphing, like looking for ways to help students see that using a Google Sheet or Excel is part of it. Like we have to have a way to, you know, look at in a graphical way all these measurements that we're taking. And you know, in any where in tech, um, you're going to have to use you know some sort of processing program. And to kind of break away from that traditional paper and pencil, and I'm not saying that you don't have to you know, start there, but it's important because when they go to college, they're going to be expected just to know how to use a spreadsheet. And I think starting at the high school level and even middle school, I actually taught some middle schoolers how to use it um, at our camp this summer that I just actually finished up. And the and the response is really good. And But it's important too, to kind of bring in the aspect. There are still people out there that don't want to uh, encourage the use of, of spreadsheets. Um, I'm actually working with my one of my professor friends that she's getting pushed back from her department at the college level. We're still forcing students to graph by paper and pencil. So we need to, you know, have this conversation that that's not okay. Because if you go to private industry, they're going to laugh you out of the room if you hand them a paper graph. Like, you know, you can have a spreadsheet is just a common knowledge that everyone 
have. Um, and then the other thing I want to put in there is access to graphing calculators for our classrooms. Like, if we want to put all of our students in a level playing field, especially when they go to take their SAT and their ACT, we need to get access to the calculators in our classrooms and get our students comfortable with using them. And there's so many cool things that they can do with those now. Like, they can do programming in Python. I just saw that PI Instrument has a new one that's out for Python programming with the graphing calculator and that still allows to use on an AP test or on the SAT or ACT. So getting those into the hands of our students is really important. So if there's any administrators out there, please give your teachers access <laughs> to money to buy these for their classrooms and let their students check them out for their tests because that will help them, you know, have a lot better chance at, at doing well. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, We've reached the end of our show, and we are now at the Tech Smackdown, where in this last segment, I would like for you to share your top tips for other educators to walk away with. And I'd like to hear from you, our listeners, on which tip you thought Denise gave was the best. You can connect with Tech It Up Talk podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Tech It Up Talk. So, Denise, name your top tips for educators to walk away with about STEM and or STEAM. So one of my top tips um, is asking to incorporate team. So as we know, you know, typically whenever we use a T and the STEAM or STEAM acronym, it's really for technology. So if we're not teaching our students how to act in teams and how to work together on projects, then I mean, in the future of work, it's, you're always working in a team of people. And then also I love to add an agency to art um, because if we're not letting our students have that freedom to be creative and to ask questions that you know, we may not even be able to answer, are we really empowering them to be STEM or STEAM ready when they go into the workforce or when they go off to college? And then last but not least, the mindset. I think we have to have the mindset that all of our students, no matter what their background, that they can be STEM and STEAM. It's just our responsibility as educators to help them build those foundations and also to help those students that may not believe in themselves, to help them have that mindset that they can do, you know, science, math, technology, engineering, and even the arts, and figure out how that can really integrate into modern tech and, you know, architecture. There's so much that they can do, but they don't have the right mindset, and if we're not helping them build that mindset, then I don't think we can really build our next generation of team and STEM professionals. Oh, yeah, I like that because mindset is everything, and for just about anything, and I'm just sitting here thinking about myself, you know, like, my background is in chemistry, like, how did I get interested in science and I'm thinking that it was just through my experience and it started really in elementary school with my elementary science teacher Miss Barwell. Hi Miss Barwell <laughs> and you know it's just the you know, doing the projects and the explorations and the field trips and the fun things that we did in class and the science fair um, piqued my interest and you know just having someone to believe in you and support you in that process makes a big difference and then if you know if you're chal- having challenges because we all have challenges I look at challenges as opportunities for success and we feel forward with that and so it's just having the right um, educator uh, to provide our students with the best resources and support um, to get them also interested in STEM um, careers and STEM interests and so I just want to thank you for joining us today it's been a pleasure to have you on the show so before you go just share with everyone how they can connect with you and be a part of your learning network. Yes, they can reach out to me at 
focusedadusoln at gmail.com. I know that probably sounds weird, the S-O-L-N, that's a chemistry abbreviation. So um, that's something that you can, uh, if you have questions about that, um, also if you can get on Clubhouse, you can connect with us through our steamcamp.ch website. Um, you can reach me there um, and feel free to reach out. I'll be happy to help. Well, it was a pleasure having you here today. And so we'll have to do this again and maybe bring in some more Clubhouse fan favorites. I would love to. Well, awesome. We'll have to figure something out and plan something soon. Well, it was a pleasure having you here today. And until the next time, Tekken may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun.